Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can find us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features an interview with our minister to children and family, Donna Luke. Hello, Faith Church. Jeff here with another podcast Thursday edition interview. Today, I am joined by Christoph. Hey there. Welcome, Christoph. Thank you. I get a chance to be on the podcast this time. I am thrilled. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it as well. And Christoph and I are here with Donna Loop. Welcome, Donna. Hi, everybody. Welcome, so Donna. We're, we're really, Go ahead, sorry, Christoph. I'm sorry. I totally... I, I give Jay and Robbie a hard time for talking over each other, and I just totally did the exact same thing. Uh, no, I'm loving this uh, this kind of two podcast a week thing, where the first you know podcast of the week we talk about um, the sermon and different things going on around the church, and then the second one we talk a little bit just to somebody. We ask, we, you know, got a chance to get to know. Um, I, I got the chance to do one, and we had last week uh, Kevin Johnson, one of our elders, and we talked to Leslie as well. It's been really cool. It's been amazing. I know for me, even just being part of recording them and hearing from people that I do see, uh, you know, every day almost, I have learned a lot about them that I didn't know. So I hope those of you who listen along the way, you're also learning more about who these people are and when yeah. what God is doing in them. Uh, so not to put you on the spot, but have, have you been listening to the podcast at all, Donna? Not all of them, Not I have them. to admit. <laughs> I should have asked you that beforehand. Two out of three, I did. Two yeah. out of three? I haven't gotten to the third one yet. Okay. We're actually on, this is episode eight, so. Yes, out of, sorry, <laughs> out of, thank you for putting me on the spot even more. Sorry, I'm sorry. So I've been listening to the Thursday ones. Oh, okay. And not. Sorry, Jay and Robbie, I confess, I have not listened to the Tuesday ones. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's why we do all the different resources that we do, because not everybody's going to, exactly. you know, be part of it. So, sorry, I had to ask. Just curious. <laughs> but I'm really well, excited to be here. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you here. I'm looking to being roasted, apparently, today. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be quiet has some, Go ahead, Jeff. Some questions we did not... Uh, tell you that it might be coming, right? <laughs> yeah, already off the script. You like prepared Donna ahead of time and I went way off script. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. So Donna, <laughs> yes. this morning I, you were in my living room via Zoom and uh -huh. a couple of my kiddos were on the couch interacting with you because you're the minister to children and families. I and um, I wondered if you could maybe share a little bit about how you came to be the minister of children and families like maybe how how long have you been doing that and and what drew you into that specific ministry and that specific oh, i guess gosh. audience target so do you mean here at faith in particular or children's ministry i would love to go back even farther yeah go yeah. back to like the, the the beginning of getting involved in children's ministry yes. and then you know maybe because it is it is a God only can do that kind of story, which I love those. Yeah. <laughs> and so to be able to share that is is really fun. I honestly, I when I finished Bible college, I was all about missions. And then as time went on, it was more specifically the local church and discipleship and adult ministry. So my degree was in Bible and women's ministry. Um, if someone had asked me my first few years out of college, so do you think you'll be doing children's ministry? I would have promptly said, never. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> and little did I know 
that I was like missing the best part. <laughs> so um, I did, I loved being in adult ministries for as long as I did that. Um, but when we moved to our second church in Central Oregon, there was no one working with the kids um, specifically. And Archer was an associate pastor there and they just were in need. So I thought, well, goodness, I, I'll serve where needed. That's, that's totally fine. So I transitioned into children's ministry there and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so much fun. Why did I ever think that I would not want to do it? And granted, I mean, just everybody has their niche as far as age groups and I totally get that. If somebody had handed me just, you know, preschool ministry, I would be exhausted and I wouldn't have lasted, <laughs> I confess. But as far as children's ministry um, overall, I grew to love it and to enjoy the kids' candor and their faith and their fun. And yeah, it just, so that was a volunteer position. Also, obviously, we were in a small church there. Um, but I did that for the three and a half years that we lived there. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then when we moved here, I thought, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if they need somebody in children's ministry. I'll just, again, I'll just wait and God will show me where I'm needed. And, um, yeah, well, Pastor Dave at the time made that clear pretty much the minute we walked in the door that he would really like me to be involved in children's ministry. So, I joyfully agreed. So I'm curious, you said that you originally, you you would have said no way to children's ministry and then God kind of, he, he sprung you into it and it was like a light bulb. You loved it. Mm -hmm. What what did you love about it that was so surprising to you that was different than your, you kind of had this expectation that you wouldn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. What was different than what your expectation was? Mm, that's a great question. Um. I'm thinking probably a twofold answer that on one hand, it was just a God thing. It was a God gift to say, this is where I want you. Um, but I think, I think I was surprised by the depth that, that I could connect with the kids and connect with them spiritually as well as in all of life like I just really didn't expect that uh, as much as we loved raising our daughter and obviously I, I had deep conversation with her and enjoyed her friends but I simply did not expect to dig in and um, yeah and be able to connect with them on a real heart level I guess That's so great. They and having great. just watched you <laughs> and and heard from my own kids, I know that that is a gift that you have. And so I'm really thankful that you're serving in that capacity in our church. Yeah, oh, thank you. I definitely feel privileged to do it. I just, I love them. <laughs> so here's another question. What do you enjoy most about children's ministry? <sighs> Um, most. 
Most, most, most. Yeah, top mm. three, and we're definitely going to judge you based upon the top three. So, <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Uh, one of my favorites, can I do more than one? Oh, of course Absolutely. you can. Okay. Yeah, please. So one of my favorites is when light bulbs go on and you hear them experiencing and understanding God and sharing that back to you. And whether that's like in a classroom situation or you're just having a conversation with them outside of class, or even if a parent shares something with me about an interaction they've had with their own kids, that relates back to something that with that just like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, another thing that I love is watching when kids serve from their hearts and they see God in it. Like our annual uh, Christmas program, for example, when kids get to be on stage and and in working toward that, you see their joy and their excitement about sharing and understanding the gospel and sharing that message with other people. Like, oh, that is so delightful. Um, yeah, those Events are not joyous for events' sake because they are certainly a boatload of work. But what comes <laughs> out of those events often is just a, a deeper connection with the kids um, and their understanding of what it is to serve Jesus and to walk with Jesus and to love him. That's awesome. So. I love that. I, I, it's, it's that I feel the same way when it comes to like youth ministry, when you, when you see not only the light bulbs go off, but then the practicality behind that, when you see like there's a clicking, but then it moves from the head, you know, we use the head, heart, hands, but you kind of yeah. see that happening and that's awesome. There's nothing better. So fun. It really, it's a unique, I mean, really privilege, right? That, yeah. that you get to witness it and witness it in a whole bunch of different people, uh, even little ones even. Uh, Christoph, did you have any other biographical questions for Donna? Uh, I can shift oh, gears here a little bit. Yeah, if, no, if you let's, don't. let's go ahead and shift gears. Okay. Um, Donna, I would love to hear a bit about how you've been experiencing God lately. I think all of us, we've had to shift gears in life significantly in the last several weeks. And I think it'd be very helpful for, for people to hear how in the midst of all of that, you've been experiencing him. I would say not much differently than usual. Isn't that interesting? That cultivating a consistent walk with Jesus means that when we come to these times where life goes haywire on us, that our walk with Jesus can be that consistent anchor and refuge and strong rock and all that I need yes perhaps maybe that felt need is a bit deeper these days in in the midst of trying to figure out what is God calling me to do in all of this craziness um, but I am so grateful for the rock that does not change and the fact that I cultivate that relationship 365 days a year, no matter what's going on. 
that remains steady and sure and constant and comforting no matter what's going on in our circumstances. So I'm, I'm curious in relation to that. So a- actually um, going back to not biographical, but ministry, we're talking ministry in, in walking with God. So you yourself, your personal relationship with God has kind of remained um, steady. Mm-hmm. Um, ministering to other people, though, I'm curious, maybe this is even like looking forward a little bit, but I, I guess in terms of just your walk with God, have you found the circumstances that we're surrounded by right now, have you found that it has helped you minister to other people or do you feel like it has been a detriment to ministering to other people? Oh, that's a good question. I guess I would have to say a little bit of both. I <laughs> I have been on a major learning curve So there is a part of me that has felt very frustrated by my lack of tech ability and my whole what in the world is this zoomy thing and (laughs) all of these other things that are great tools for ministry. But I've been spending a bunch of time in front of YouTube going, where's the next how to video for goodness sakes, because what is banned for? Oh, so I'm learning a lot. And as I learn more, I'm beginning to feel more confident in using those tools, except for today, um, using those tools to invest in people in ways that feel um, normal, shall I say. Um, so that has been both good and hard. But I have also, and I think I think we all have, we've felt that sense of people are more open to just be real and let's not chit-chat about things that don't matter because there is so much to talk about that really does matter. Um, and those conversations have, have been able to go deeper, quick, more quickly than usual and opened more doors i think Uh, that's been very special yeah that's a really unique thing that god is doing right now isn't it yeah like we can't pretend like all there is to talk about is weather or the sports that aren't going on right right? or whatever uh or how busy your family is right that's a really unique opportunity Mm -hmm. for conversations i know even with neighbors and you know people that that maybe you know, we're not officially uh, pastoring or ministering to um, like we are at church, but they are friends, they're acquaintances, and they're near us, and they are interested in talking about meaningful things right now, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I really like what you were saying earlier, too, just back to your experience of God. A couple images came to your mind, like immediately. You said anchor, solid rock, I'm trying to remember if any anything else, but those are really powerful images Mm -hmm. and the rock one, especially right. That comes from the end of the sermon on the Mount is one example of Jesus using that. And it's when the storm hits, it's when the waves crash upon the house and the winds go that the foundation matters. And I feel like what you just described really illustrates that like why having this solid foundation in Christ and a connection with him is so important because storms come. They do indeed. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're in one right now. 
Has there been any have there been any passages or verses that that maybe you have in the past memorized or thought about that have come back to you, either for yourself or in ministry to other people as a word of encouragement right now? Um, well, funny you should mention that, <laughs> since I've spent an hour with the kids trying. Well, not it wasn't an hour because we're not allowed an hour, but we talked about Psalm sixty two today and how beautifully David describes finding his refuge in God and that God is his solid rock. He is his stronghold. He is our salvation. And those are the images that I was trying to explain to the kids to keep in their minds so that they can visualize how how much we can hide ourselves in God and hold tight to him no matter what storms are blowing around us. You say that was Psalm 62? Yes. That's awesome. Thank you for awesome. that. That reminds me of um, two weeks ago in, in youth group. We've been doing Zoom small groups for the youth, middle and high schoolers, and um, we've been doing just different words that Christians say. And we talked about the word hope for the first week. I thought it was very fitting to use the word hope. And it, I love the definition uh, this one person gave hope. It was hope. Uh, it was this um, living in a present where you expect a better future. And I was just thinking on how Jesus, like how we always can look towards Jesus as that anchor. And we always have a hope. We always have like a, a sure and steady hope, you know. And now I have Christ the sure and steady anchor stuck in my head because you guys keep talking about anchors <laughs> and rocks. So thank you. Absolutely. Those images are powerful, aren't they? They're great, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you, do you feel like there has been, I feel like this is a question that we've been asking a lot, and for some people it has been a really encouraging question, and for some people it's been a discouraging question. Um, what has God been teaching you? Ooh. My hesitation is not for lack of content but for an overwhelming gratefulness of um, of a father who loves us so much that he meets us no matter what circumstances look like and he meets us with compassion and he meets us with steadiness and he meets us where we need to be met and he's not in a hurry as we have talked about in staff meeting and so even though we would wish that we could push his plans forward we would wish that covid would be a thing of history i have seen so consistently in scripture that when god has a plan he he meets you in the midst of frustration with that plan, but he does not change his plan for you. <laughs> he, he has a plan that has perfect timing, has perfect resolution. It fits with his overall plan, his big God story, and he is going to bring it to pass. He is going to be faithful, and he is going to listen to our hearts and meet us in the midst of it, but he's not going to change that plan. He does not change. Um, and so he will 
bring his strength into our weakness in the midst of struggling to wait for him to accomplish his purposes. Thank you for that. Amen. Yeah. Hearty amen. Uh (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I've been in, I just finished, uh, well, I'm working through the Old Testament again, so I've just recently finished Judges and um, am in still in First Samuel and going back and forth between First Samuel and Psalms and having just seen time and time again how, how God is so patient with how, how grievously we deal with waiting sometimes. You know, we certainly manage to find creative ways and not so creative ways to attempt to control God's plan in a way that he does not intend. And, oh my goodness, his compassion and his forgiveness and grace. And, you know, when we turn to him, he is right there, so faithful to continue to walk us. Okay, let's keep moving. What's the next step? Let's keep growing together. It's one of those lessons, too, that it's uh, one thing to know intellectually, right, and another thing to experience. And uh, thank you for sharing the way you did, because I can tell through your voice right now that you're experiencing uh, that truth. And we need to hear that from each other right now. What is God really doing? So thank you for sharing that. Um, I would love to spend a few minutes talking about gospel community. So, I mean, the first thing I'd love if you could do is just describe for us what gospel community has looked like the last several weeks. Um, It has been a work in progress. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) We uh, have settled on Zoom meetings, and so we are actually continuing to virtually gather on Sunday evenings and keep our normal uh, our normal schedule so to speak so that we stay in that rhythm of meeting together we have chosen to add a band group so that when we text our communications don't get lost in the you know in all the other texts that people are passing around and then we can respond to each other when we have that opportunity. That way we're, we're trying to stay more consistent in prayer for each other and encouraging each other in the word and what we're learning. Um, could we stop for one second? Yeah. Just in case there are people listening who, who don't know what band is, could you just give us a quick uh, couple sentence <laughs> description of band? B-A-N-D. B-A-N-D. It is a, an app for connecting as a group. And it does much more than I have learned thus far. So Christoph would actually be much better to explain it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just a it's an app that you can use or even a website that you can use that kind of creates your own little social sphere. And so for those who are a little nervous about joining Facebook because, you know, everyone's on there and security issues and things like that band allows you to create kind of your own little Facebook group without having to join Facebook. It's kind of kind of the best, simplest way I think I can state state it. Yeah. So we can share pictures with each other. We can share links with each other that for resources that we find to encourage, um, all those kinds of things. And I think our communication 
even though we're just learning to use that better, I think our communication will continue to be better as we use that tool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm curious, um, and and I guess even before I ask this question, I feel like it's really important to say um, that when it comes to things like gospel community, um, gospel community is just something that we use to help people have kind of a a structure to stay connected with a, with a family of, of believers. Um, and so if, if we're saying this and we're talking about gospel community and the person who's listening isn't a part of a gospel community, uh, that doesn't mean that any part of this conversation doesn't apply to you. It just means that um, take out the word gospel community and put in, you know, other brothers and sisters in Christ that you're connected to. Mm-hmm. Um, with that in mind, so for you, gospel community, it's been gospel community. Um, what does it look like to stay connected? Is, is it just band or have there been other ways of staying connected with, with your gospel community? Or even, I guess, in a broader spectrum of just other brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you staying connected? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, it has been not just with my GC, but also with others who I get the opportunity to connect with, whether that's to reach out to them to encourage them or they have reached out to me to see how I'm doing. It's been a beautiful thing just to use a variety of, of, of methods of connection. So whether that's been text or FaceTiming, um, I had a wonderful time of connecting with someone by going for a walk with my phone and holding it in front of me and having a FaceTime conversation as I was walking. I love um, that. That's awesome. It was fabulous. <laughs> and I'm sure people were thinking, wow, she's just really over addicted to that phone. But um, <laughs> it, it was a wonderful communi- uh, conversation. And that was like 40 minutes. I got in, what, 7,000 steps and wow, nice. had a great conversation. <laughs> so. I, I just had a picture of you. You like biking. Yes. Right. I just had this picture of you. It's which is funny because Jeff loves biking too, but yes. you like have a selfie stick and you have your phone out there and you're making somebody. <laughs> no, just that, a handlebar that sounds, connector. Yeah, that sounds it. dangerous. Maybe don't do that. No, Walking no, no. seems okay. <laughs> Indeed. So there there have been all sorts of things. Let's see. Um, Messenger. I've done some connections with people on Facebook Messenger. Um yeah, kind of making the rounds on all the methods and what people are comfortable with. But it, one thing that I'm finding to be consistent is that the face-to-face connections have been precious and more significant than ever before because we don't get that opportunity to gather. I highly recommend not just a text or just a um, even a phone conversation. It has been extra special to find a way to connect face to face whether that's a zoom call or a facetime call or messenger whatever it might be i think those connections have been extra special Mm, that's a really good word yeah i have a call uh in an hour here and uh I was debating, should this be a call or a FaceTime? And now I know it should be a FaceTime based on what you just there said. There you go. Amen. Nice. <laughs> nice. There's something about being able to see someone else's face when you're having it. You know, there's so much communication that happens just with our body language and oh, even yeah. simple facial expressions. So I, think I have the tendency to, I think, when it comes to a voice call to start multitasking. 
Ah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're talking to somebody, you're like, okay, well, I can clean this. Like if I'm at the house, I'll clean this up or I'll do this. And right. you can't really do that when you're FaceTiming. True. You know? Although it sounds like Donna figured it out because she got 7,000 steps <laughs> while FaceTiming. <laughs> so. That I don't That's have true. to think about. Well, except when I'm crossing the street. <laughs> it's like, I'll give me a oh, second. Man. I just got to make we sure. We don't see Donna in the office next week. We know it's because she was walking and FaceTiming at the same time. <laughs> Come find me. Oh, my. <laughs> Well, Donna, this has been a delight. I, I do want to, one one last question, really, really open-ended, but is there anything else that has been on your mind or that you want to share with us before um, before we go for today? Uh, be diligent in prayer and hmm. expect and look for what God is doing so that we can all participate together in God's intention in this time. It is not random. It is not without meaning and purpose. It is not for us to just sit home and be couch potatoes or whatever we might have opportunity to do. I fully believe that God is doing something amazing. And how sad would it be to get to the end of this season and look back and say, yeah, that that wasn't like I don't I don't see anything came from that Mm, yeah you know i this is part of god's plan and he is calling us to boldness at this time for just such a time as this and in fact that has become my word and i am asking god for it every day god please make me bold because the the gospel is too important to not make the most of this opportunity that we have to share it Amen. That is wonderful. Yeah, I love it. I'm really glad I asked that question. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) Donna, thank you for taking time out of your day to be with us. It was great to be with you. My pleasure and privilege. I just wish I could see everybody else along the way, but (laughs) thanks for being able to uh, share with both of you (laughs) face-to-face. Yes, it's so good to see you too, Christoph. Yeah, yeah, you too. You too, Jeff good to see you (laughs) and and church thank you for listening again to another interview we miss being with you in person i'm sure you know that and you can hear that and we are praying for you blessings on the rest of this week bye for now bye everyone